Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday, July 1st, first day of July, already halfway through the uh, 2021 year. I uh, hope you guys are all doing well. Uh, before we get started, I do have a couple notes to uh, put out. First, first of all, today's episode brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. A couple notes also to give is first, congratulations to the Phoenix Suns. Our, um, you know, our little uh, Arizona sports friends just uh, across the valley on a uh, win into the NBA final. They will be uh, with a 130-103 to 103 win over the LA Clippers. They will be heading to the NBA Final first time since 93. So uh, if you want to go ahead and f- figure out what's going on over there, go ahead and check out our sister podcast, Locked on Phoenix Suns. They're, they're available wherever you get your podcast. Also, today is the first day that we at Locked on Podcast Network are releasing the Kraken. The Locked on Kraken podcast starts today with your host, Erica Ayala. Be sure to check her out as well. That's once again the Locked On Kraken podcast wherever you get your podcast. Let's get straight to things here with Locked On Kites. Once again, I'm Robin Leon. You'll join with me here today. I have a, uh, a guest from Five for Howling. It's, uh, we've had a couple guests before. You've obviously heard Carl Pavlik several times before. Uh, James Reeve came on a couple, about once or twice earlier this year. Today, we have Rose Ford of FiveForHowling.com. Uh, you probably have heard her voice from the uh, previous Desert Dogcast when I was doing a lot more over there. But uh, Rose, how are you doing? I'm great, Robin. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back on a podcast with me because uh, we had uh, back on the Desert Dogcast days. You, um, you Carl, and I we had we had some uh, some pretty fun episodes. I always had a good time doing it. I mean, I mean, covering the Coyotes, just talking with some other fans, and it's just like you know, can't complain, right? Well, sure you can, but <laughs> it's usually about the front office. Yeah, it, it usually is. I mean, yeah, you know, there are always things going on. But, uh, you know, since it's your first time on the Locked On podcast, I just want to uh, go ahead and get your thoughts first. Obviously, we're now well over a month since the Coyotes season ended, but uh, even two months even. But uh, let me get your thoughts on how you thought their season went. Well, you know, I thought th- this was a weird season to start with anyway, with it all being segregated into the different divisions and then having weird divisions because Canada couldn't play anybody. The the whole season was just strange. So, um, you know, I'm not surprised that, you know, lots of teams were struggling and I can't imagine the mental health aspect of uh, the COVID protocols had to take on players just to participate. I mean, it's been a heck of a year for everybody, but I can't imagine staying away from family for that long too. So yeah, um, weird season. The Coyotes didn't do as well as I had hoped, but they didn't do terrible either. They were kind of in that mushy middle. 
So I wasn't surprised when Tockett's uh, contract wasn't renewed. But now, I mean, now we're in the off season, like two months in, like you said, and they have a ton of positions they need to fill. The head coach, the assistant coaches, uh, the Brian DeCord's position, and all, probably a whole bunch of others we don't even remember. Uh, uh, you have a, also an assistant general manager position that still needs to be filled from the Steve right, Sullivan. From Steve from, Sullivan, yeah. We got a lot. We the Coyotes have a lot on their plate, um, and, and they uh, haven't been making a lot of headway so far. Yeah, it's just surprising because um, you know obviously they don't have a first round draft pick. So there's not much that they can do, but the expansion draft's coming up, and you know free agency coming up, and you know and, yeah, the in expansion general, draft is coming up, and then the NHL entry draft is right after that. Yeah, and if the if the Coyotes want to figure out what direction they're going to go in, they obviously need to find um, that you know that crew that they're going to have to rally behind. If they don't, then what? What what's their identity going to be? Yeah, and I know they have that fellow that they brought over. I think it was from the Sabers, whose name I can't remember. I think it's Ryan something or other. I can't remember his last name, but um, he's the one who ran the draft last year. Since Bill Armstrong couldn't, so I'm looking forward to seeing what Bill Armstrong will actually do with this year's draft, even though they don't have a first yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, things could change in the very in the in the next few weeks before, uh, leading up to the draft because, well, you know, the Coyotes have assets they might want to trade. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. You never know what try what trades they might be able to pull off. Um, if they could get a first, that would be ideal. Not that anybody's expecting it. I do know that they did get a second from Ottawa thanks to the Derek Stepan trade. So that's something at least. I mean, that gives them at least a higher round draft pick than they had last year i think what was it what was their first draft pick last year fourth round fourth. which they which they end up having to give up and oh. and then anyways like oh what a terrible move that was uh oh. man that was that, those were some times <laughs> but but yeah i mean like you know like this last season too like uh, to me it was like like i think what you said too it's like disappointing but at the same time not surprising uh, barely made. I mean, they came close to making the playoffs. If they did, they wouldn't have made it far, anyways. But yeah, had, Vegas or Colorado would have taken them out pretty darn quickly. Based off how we saw them play in the, in these playoffs, absolutely. Just like they did to the Blues in the Wild. Yeah, the Wild that Wild that Wild series alone was pretty exciting, but that Game Seven was not. <laughs> But it made it made an interesting series out of it. But um, it's weird to talk about games with the Wild being exciting. I know, right? Because for the longest time, you, you it know, definitely I, wasn't. Yeah, no. The, the Wild were always a team that would barely make the playoffs with the skin of their teeth if they made it, and it was just like, oh, they're not very interesting. And then they get a kid named Kirill Kaprizov and all this stuff, and they're exciting. Whoa. Yeah, I always thought that with hockey, one player couldn't make such a difference, but. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov definitely uh, changes that. And so does Cole Caulfield with the Montreal Canadiens. Um, they kind of like break that mold that it's not just down to one player. Maybe it's just down to the right team around one player. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. It could, it, it, it could very well be. I mean, maybe it's just, yeah, that whole morale difference and 
whatever it was. But uh, like you know, Kuro Kaprizov, he was he was the uh, Calder Trophy. I mean, speaking of trophies, obviously, I, I don't think a Coyote won, but the uh, it showed on some of the ballots that uh, that the Coyotes' very own uh, Jacob Chikrin got a couple of votes for the Norris. Obviously, no first place votes to my to my knowledge, but came close. Uh, actually, I think he did get one first place vote. I don't oh, know who he? it was though. And uh, uh, it turns out that Adam Fox ended up winning from the New York Rangers. So clearly, the playoffs don't factor into the Norris voting. So I thought Jacob Chicken should have ended up higher, if that's the case. But I'll take tenth. That's something. It's something. At least, He's at least in the conversation. At least Coyotes players are starting to get recognized in some some way, right? Right. And maybe who knows when they actually, you know, get around to making the playoffs, maybe he'll get more recognition then. Absolutely. Hey, um, coming up actually on this podcast, we have some big news to talk about. Um, not made a quote official yet. That will be coming up um, by the time you're listening to this in the next couple of hours. Um, so we'll talk more about that also in the next episode. But uh let's just say the coyotes have a new coach we will get to that topic in just a sec but first i want to remind you guys that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action with the stanley cup final now two games in obviously you can still make your bets on that and like i said the phoenix suns on their way to the nba final you can go ahead and make some bets there again the best way is bet online for all your sporting news and uh, betting, sign-up bonuses, contest information, it has it all there. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. And all you got to do is use the promo code Locked On when you ha- sign up for a free account on betonline.ag and you get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's the promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at betonline.ag. That's your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast, Robin Leonio, joined by Rose Ford of FiveForHowling.com. Uh, we are uh, talking lots of, just a variety of different coyote stuff here on this uh, July 1st morning. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about in this, to- in this specific segment. Rose, we have some big news to talk about. The Coyotes have a new coach. Yes. Um, Craig Morgan reported that Andre Torini apparently is going to be named the Coyotes head coach at 11 a.m. press conference today. So um, we finally know who Tackett's replacement is going to be. So the first offseason business that the Coyotes needed to get taken care of apparently was the head coach. And that's the best. I mean, that is the biggest one. I think that the head coach kind of defines quite a bit of your identity. And, uh, you know, what? it's going to be an interesting because the Coyotes went a somewhat unorthodox route on trying to find who the next head coach was, deciding not to find someone who with NHL experience. But, hey, I mean, you know what? Apparently, from what I was reading, this guy's pretty well liked. Yeah, he's pretty well liked in hockey circles. Um, uh, he was the head coach of the Ottawa 67s. He's been the head coach of Team Canada um, for a couple of different tournaments, including um, he was the head coach of the recent uh, World Championships where uh, Aiden Hill, Darcy Kemper, and Michael Bunting played for him. Um, and also, uh, he was the assistant head coach when Barrett Hayton was playing for Team Canada on the under-20 
under 20 tournament, the World Junior Championships, where they won gold together. So he's got a pretty good connection with some of these, uh, some of the Coyotes players. Not only that, too, but also, I guess, some other uh, other personnel with the Coyotes, because as you mentioned, he was, uh, you know, coaching with uh, Hockey Canada for the World Championship. The assistant GM, Shane Dome, got a connection That's there, right. too. So, like, you know, he's. Obviously, there's a connection here at the Coyotes, and obviously he knows these guys. And I think that's a huge plus to have you know someone come in that knows these players. Yeah, and in uh, Craig's um, AZ Coyotes Insider, most recent uh, neutral zone that he has unlocked, so anybody can read it, um, he actually included quotes from Shane Doan about how great and smart and awesome Turney is. So uh, we'll get to see that firsthand and see if we agree. Also, I believe winning uh, coach of the year, I think back-to-back years for the uh, Ontario Hockey League. I mean, he's he, like his resume is pretty good. I, so I'd like to see what he can bring up to the NHL. Yeah, and it's not like he doesn't have any NHL experience. He actually uh, was an assistant N- NHL coach with uh, the Colorado Avalanche for two years and with the Ottawa Senators for one year. Yeah, I and yeah, so assistant, he has assistant coaching. Obviously, it's been a while. I think what was what he was uh, in Ottawa in 2015, a couple years. Yeah, um, from like 2013 to 2015, he was an assistant coach in the NHL. Then uh, I think I'm trying to think some of the years. Yeah, then after that, was it straight? Was it straight to Ottawa? The 67s after that, didn't he spend some time with Halifax? Yeah, he spent a year in Halifax before he went to the Ottawa 67s. But there you go. I mean, again, he's like, you know, at least he, at least he has no gap in that resume. He keeps going. <laughs> that's 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 the most important part, right? Yeah, the only gap he had was when the OHL didn't play. With the yeah, with the uh, the COVID pandemic. <laughs> yeah, this last year. So, but at least he got to coach Team Canada. Can, yeah, with uh, yeah, co- coach Team Canada partially twice. Yeah, with the with the uh. uh the world championship and the uh, the world juniors so he kind of had that yeah. had, had that full way of going but uh yeah again it's exciting to see new coach new direction let's uh this kind of like like i mentioned in that first segment it will help us steer in that steer what kind of identity the uh the coyotes are going to have heading into this rest of the offseason at least they have it done now i was worried it might take a while yeah um, I knew I, I knew I wanted them to have it done before the expansion draft and before the entry draft so they would know what kind of players they needed to, to pick to go with their coaching style. I don't know what his coaching style is or what it's going to be. Um, not that I could have told you what Rick Tockett's coaching style really was either, but um, it, it, they need to know that, <laughs> even if we don't. Yeah, I mean... I find that funny how you mentioned that because, like, like to me, any any time uh, I did a Tucson Roadrunners game, and um, we were talking with uh, Jay Verde, he's like, "Yeah, we're just gonna play to the identity, uh, play to the way that Rick Tockett likes, and everything." And like, I would always think in my head, and what, "What is that? that? What is that? <laughs> I want to know." <laughs> I know when Rick Tockett first showed up, and they had that awful, awful start. Everyone blamed the system, the system, the system. And I'm like, well, I don't know what the system is. Can someone explain that to me? And nobody ever could. I mean, I think the only thing I got out of, uh, you know, the Rick Tocchi years were mostly 
a defensive focus because obviously there was no offense. Yeah, and um, defense joining the rush. That was about all I got from Rick Tockett. And clearly there was not enough of that. Our, our defense in this COVID year didn't, didn't get nearly enough going. I mean, how many of them even had a goal? Barely anybody, except for Jacob Chikrin. I think, I'm trying to think, uh, I think Goligoski got like two, maybe? Yeah, I'm not even sure. But hardly anybody was on the score sheet. Nobody came close to Chikrin's totals. Yeah, and that's the reason why we were calling uh, for him to get the Norris for a while. We're just like, just give it to him. Yeah, he was leading the NHL in, in goals from by defensemen. And that's what I mean. Think I mean, points would matter, but apparently not as much as you thought. And in the day of puck moving defensemen, like I, you'd think so. I mean, look, hey, look, that was isn't that the reason why like Eric Carlson and Brett Burns won the Norris Trophy in previous years? Uh, but you see, he has that mark against him that he's on the Coyotes, so nobody watches it. Ah, uh, yeah, you have a good point. <laughs> nobody outside of us. Well, hopefully, uh, these na- like the name uh, Jacob Chikrin, and will uh, become a lot more, lot, lot, lot more prevalent because uh, I like, like, if, like, like earlier this this week I was talking about star power and people paying more attention to the Coyotes because they got stars in their team. Jacob Chikrin and Connor Garland are a couple players that I think can bring attention. Hopefully, assuming Connor Garland doesn't get traded. That's another. That's a, that's a topic for <laughs> a previous uh, podcast. I know a previous podcast. Yeah. Um, if you uh, want to go ahead and back, uh, go back. Uh, Carl Pavlik and I talked quite a bit about that. If uh, whether or not it is in the Coyotes' best interest to trade him in the next couple of weeks before the uh, expansion draft, or before free agency really hits, at least. For the record, I say no. Unless they can get a first, I don't think they can though. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it's definitely test that market. See what see who see who bites and see what's what his value is. Yeah, it's not like you're going to get a Connor McDavid back. So come on. Yeah. We probably wouldn't expect that. Um speaking of which I think in uh in just a sec since we now know the uh uh the the new coach, let's talk about maybe how this kind of might shape what the roster could look like. Um, coming up, obviously, because there are a lot of there is a lot of opening on the uh, on the cap board, so we have quite a bit to get to. I mean, that will be our uh, our closing thoughts for the uh, for the episode when we come back. But first, I want to let you guys know that uh, with the ever increasing number of makes and models, it is impossible to find your local chain store auto parts store to have your favorite repair part. Uh, so. Why go through that whole process of going to them and asking them when it's as simple as going to an online website, that's rockauto.com, and uh, finding what fits your car and finding those same parts at any dealership or any other auto parts store at at well over half the cost. I mean, like, it's it's a no-brainer to check out rockauto. Like I mentioned to you before, I went and found, you know, looking just for an air filter. It's pretty cheap. At an auto parts store, running me about twenty-five bucks. Rock Auto is selling the same thing for ten dollars. Like, come on, it's a no-brainer here. Go ahead and check out it yourself. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, go ahead and write "Locked On Coyotes" or just "Locked On" in there. How did you hear about us, Bucks? So they know that we sent you. 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And it's time now to put our final segment here on Locked On Coyotes for this uh, Thursday, July 1st. Once again, Robin Leonio, Rose Ford of FiveForHowling.com. Let's uh, go ahead and uh, talk a little bit more roster because, like in the previous couple episodes, you know, we we're talking about all right, we can see X players leave. How is the expansion draft going to look? Um, but a lot of that was speculation because we didn't know the coach. Obviously, we still don't know exactly until you know we meet the guy of what kind of system he wants to put in place, but. This yeah, is, it's like, not like I've done a lot of watching of uh, the Ottawa 67s or the OHL in general. I couldn't tell you what kind of coach he is. And then, of course, you know, juniors to NHL is probably different anyway. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's going to be interesting um, to see maybe if anything changes, if any, if, if anyone knows of anything changing at this point. But, uh, like, maybe this could very well split the difference of you know, one player getting protected than one player not in this in a upcoming expansion draft release because that's now just a couple weeks away. Yeah, he'll want to probably have a say in who, who gets to be on his roster and at least input of some kind, I'm sure. The one thing that I'm still very curious about and see how this all works works out, and it was the mention, you know, it was the mentioning that I had, several, you know, in several episodes of... Uh, the situation with Aiden Hill, as you, I mean, you talked about, you know, Aiden Hill was on the, uh, uh, on the team Canada roster for the uh, world championship. So he knows this new coach. Um, but obviously when it comes to the expansion draft, you can only save one goal. And, you know, obviously I would expect the Coyotes to protect Kemper, but do you think that there might be a way that they try to tell, like work with Seattle and be like, Hey, the, don't, don't pick Hill. We'll do something with you. Just don't don't take him. Uh, that's a tough call because, you know, uh, they don't have a whole lot of draft picks that they're going to want to give up, especially with not having a first. Um, they only have two seconds, two fourths, a fifth, and a sixth. So I can't see them giving any of those up for this year. Maybe a next year pick or... Honestly, with expansion drafts, there's going to be so many goalies available that I would probably expose Aiden Hill and just roll the dice on it, you know, because there's, there's going to be other more well-known names, more more solid goalies available. Like, uh, look at Montreal, for example. They've got Carey Price and Jake Allen. Jake Allen's Jake Allen. Yeah, um, that- Vegas isn't in it, so we don't have to worry about them. Uh, where is uh, Tukarask and Halak are a tandem, right? I believe Halak is on the Bruins. I think Halak is on the Bruins, so that's another one. Then you've got um, the Dallas goalies, Ben Bishop and Anton Kudobin. There, there's going to be a lot of picks. Of I think uh, out there. Uh, Vancouver, who's it's Braden Holpe and. Thatcher Demko. Thatcher That's right. So yeah, I mean you're right. There are there are other goalies out there to pick. So yeah, I mean you know, and I they're guess... only gonna pick two. So yeah. So of, <laughs> of all the people to not worry about, it's it's the goalies you don't worry about because they're gonna have a plethora of options there. 
Um, yeah, they will. And I, and I think too, I think to put every put other people at ease, even though I keep saying that, oh, Aiden Hill's probably going to get picked. All the like, like a lot of the uh, these mock drafts have have Seattle picking Tyler Pitlick, anyways. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I, it's, I, Which, I thought that interesting too. I was like, eh, eh, would okay. you protect Pitlick or not? I don't know. Um, it's a tough call, isn't it? It is a tough call. Uh, you can't like again, like I said, like I said, you can protect seven forwards. Is he one of the seven forwards I want to protect? Because there are, like, how many did I say I wanted to, like, I knew I'd, I definitely wanted to protect uh, at least five. And then the rest, the other th- two are kind of a, a toss-up. Yeah, because are you going to protect Lawson Krauss and Christian Fisher, or do you let their s- lack of stats protect them? Um, unless uh, unless call. Ron Francis has a, uh, like, you know something deep into analytics and he knows what he's knows what he's well, doing well he does he has uh, uh what's her name he does have a very very solid analytics department so he's got um the girl who used to work for the wild um and uh another namita nakamura who used to work for the eagles the nfl team the eagles so Seattle's got so, a solid analytics department, so they might be making some picks that are a bit off the wall. Better than self-proclaimed uh, uh, analytics nut uh, John Shaka? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to – I don't know how to judge that. Uh, well, I guess we'll have to find out, right? Yep, we'll have to see. Can Seattle make it to the Stanley Cup final like Vegas did? Is that the measuring stick we should use? Or is that expecting too much? I think that's expecting too much, especially since Vegas is still Vegas. Yeah, and they're completely exempt from the expansion draft. Although, I will say this. Uh, it's Seattle's going to be lucky. They're going to be born into a absolutely atrocious division. <laughs> that's for sure. Like, like who besides uh, Vegas is going to be good? Nobody in, in the Pacific. Um, hmm. Maybe Edmonton. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're good in a regular season, so maybe. Yeah, Edmonton, Vancouver, the three LA, the three California teams. Yeah, yeah, they're really that division's gonna suck. And then Vegas is going to take it in a walk if Seattle doesn't. And then there's us. We're going to be stuck over with some of the tougher teams in the, out there. So not right. Getting stuck of Colorado and Minnesota. Come on. After and they get St. a free Louis. preview this year. Oh, fun! It's going to be fun. Huh? It's going to be a blast. But uh, you know, I think that I think other than that, that kind of. Uh, takes care of most mo- most of uh what i got today do you have any other any any uh thoughts you want to give before we close things off no i think i'm good too awesome uh uh i guess before we go why don't you go ahead and uh let everyone know where where people can find you uh when i'm not writing for five for howling they can usually find me giving my thoughts on twitter at, at rose colored fat 
There we go. So um, that's once, once again, Rose Ford of FiverrHandling.com uh, joining us here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Uh, hopefully tomorrow, I'm still, still trying to get some confirmation for tomorrow's episode, but hopefully I'll have uh, the the very person that reported the, the initial uh, report of the new coach for the Arizona Coyotes, Craig Morgan, the Arizona Coyotes insider. Hopefully uh, try to get him on to tomorrow's episode. Uh, you'll have to stay tuned if that is indeed the case. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. Uh, if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, if you listen through anywhere else, once again, anywhere you get your podcasts, just hit subscribe. It lets me know and it lets my bosses know that I'm doing a good job. And also, don't forget to interact with us on social media. I am at your one and at LO underscore Coyotes. Feel free to interact with us, ask a question, we can answer them on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. But until then, guys, thanks once again for listening. So hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. Cool if it's hot out there. Dry if you're in the monsoon for these next couple days. And uh, also, don't forget to howl on.